Are you looking for a way to grow your B2B business or software company? Well, how about learning some of the best tips for content marketing, connecting with potential partners, and pitching your business? Well, if that's you and it sounds great, I invite you to join us on our upcoming B2B content marketing Q&A and speed dating podcast party. This is a live Zoom call for our community members and listeners to our podcast that can come along and you'll get to interact, learn something new, and then also have a chance to get expert advice and make valuable connections. All right, the session will be recorded and uh, published on our Authentic Influence podcast. All right, so register now and join us live on Zoom. The next event is coming up in a few weeks' time. Just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast party. That's simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast party to register. There's only 15 spots, so if you want to jump in, uh, go ahead and do that today. Hope to see you there real soon. Welcome to Authentic Influence with host Anthony Chansamuth, the show where we get real and share the stories and struggles, strategies and tactics of successful influencers and entrepreneurs so that you too can take action to create the life and business that you choose. And now over to Anthony. All right, welcome to Authentic Influence. This is Anthony Chansamu from Simple Creative Marketing. And uh, in today's episode, we are talking about data-driven marketing. Uh, well, we always talk about data-driven marketing, uh, but specifically, we're going to talk about uh, something called the 80-20 rule of online course funnels and how to get the best results quickest for increasing online course sales. So. Uh, for all of you out there, uh, and we have a good percentage of you who are course creators, uh, you're going to want to tune into this. And I've invited my friend, John Ainsworth, uh, who, is a, who is the CEO and founder of Data Driven Marketing. Uh, and they, they really help online course creators increase revenue by an average of 4.86x. Uh, um, and I'll get John to explain how that all works. Uh, essentially, he's got 20 years experience in building funnels uh, and a degree in mathematics. And John has conducted extensive data analysis of hundreds of millions of dollars of online business to create the field of strategic funnel optimization. So uh, John and his team really know their stuff when it comes to uh, funnel optimization. Data-driven marketing has proven this process by helping dozens of online course creators uh, generate two, two to five time, two to five x uh, in terms of revenue and directly drive several million a year in revenue. Uh, he's a guest lecturer at Green. I think that's great business school um, and has been featured on Forbes and there's a really good piece I'm going to link to in show notes uh, where John was interviewed uh, talking about how to double your online business revenue in three months so we'll link to that piece and you can have a go. Uh, John's tuning in from uh, London and he just mentioned how he's down there by the river so let's bring John in. Welcome to the show John. Oh, Thanks Anf, great to be here. Now you are you you're in, a, in in great spirits, so uh, it's nice <laughs> nice living by the water, isn't it? Oh, it's outstanding, man! I've been looking at a whole bunch of places recently. At the moment, I'm in a place that's like three minutes walk from the river, and I looked at loads of really nice places, and none of them are quite as close. And then I saw this one come up yesterday, and I'm like, I'm gonna be if I if I can get this place, I'm gonna be like on the river, river views. Oh, it's beautiful. Love it so much. That's um, brilliant. I live literally a five-minute walk from the uh, the bay down here, uh, here mm. in Sydney, and um, yeah, it, it, it's just well, on the river is a different thing completely, but close enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. appreciate yeah what what that feeling is every single morning, and I try to get out there. What well, rain today, so I didn't do it, but um, yeah, fantastic. So we uh, were, I think it was Gert Malek who introduced us. Um, because uh, you've been on his podcast, and mm-hmm. Gertz, obviously, he's been on now on, on, on from SEO Leverage has been on, on this show a couple of times, uh, and I've been on his show, and, and it's just it's, it's amazing just the caliber of people that uh, uh, are in our world. And so I was really, you know, uh, you've interviewed me previously for your show, but I, I really saw what you were doing with with data driven marketing, and specifically how you support course creators. How did you get into this world, mate? And and like how what give us the the, the two minutes story, the background story. 
Sure. Yeah. So I started off working in sales and then I got into marketing more and started doing a whole load of stuff in marketing around fitness. So I work with hospitals and I work with gyms and uh, local councils, all kinds of people doing doing marketing. And then however many years ago it was, like eight years or something, I read that book from um, Russell Brunson, Dotcom Secrets, and was learning all about funnels. And I was like, oh, this is the thing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I should be spending my time. So I really got into that. And I was building these funnels in the fitness space. And what I found is I started filling all the places up. We got the funnels working so well that we're like, we would fill up kickboxing clubs, we'd fill up yoga studios, we'd fill up gyms. And once you fill them up, they don't need you anymore. So all of a sudden, we've got this problem where we're too good and we can't, we can't get paid anymore because we've filled them up. So either we have to do a worse job on it or we have to um, we have to find someone else to work with, you know. So I started looking around and thinking, well, who is it we could work with? What who's got unlimited supply? And so I looked at like SaaS businesses, and I looked at online course creators and e-commerce, and I was like, okay, this is the right kind of space. So I tried out working with all of them, and we just found that working with course creators was just the the best fit. You know, this was the one that really worked for us, and. It particularly it's people who are course creators who like content creators first. You know, they were creating the content, they were um making all of the, the content for their audience, they've been building up an audience over time, people really trust them. And then at some point they started making courses too. Well, these guys are experts in their field, they love to share stuff, but they're not making as much money as they deserve to be making. So we started working with these guys. And that was probably like three or four years ago. And then we gradually went through and kind of figured out the process of what is it? Like we tested every single possible tactic that you can do in the online course space. You know, we did webinars and VSLs and sideways sales letters and launches and uh, uh, Jeff Walker's style of launch. And we went through stuff from Digital Marketer and Perry Marshall and, you know, every single guru. We went and we went through their stuff and we would run it and we would test it and we would track what worked. And then we did like this whole 80-20 analysis of it. And we found the things that we tracked for every single tactic. How long does it take to do? What result does it get on average? How many people does it work for? And then we just narrowed it down to like just the top eight tactics. And so we've got this list of things that we just, we only do these eight things and we do them unbelievably well. And it absolutely crushes it. And so that's kind of how we got to where we are now. That's really cool. And I, I certainly have experienced just that whole uh who's the next guru right like you mentioned Brunson, uh, russell brunson and um just the work that he put out with dotcom secrets and he's got two other books and he's got a whole everything click funnels mm. of course um and then yeah and digital marketer and, and i was looking at some of their stuff today actually um so it, it's really yeah it, it, it's overwhelming i imagine you as a specialist you know going through that and learning it and trying to you know experimenting and that sort of thing for a lot of business owners and, and some of these creators that you're talking about they just don't have the capacity to do that i mean they, they they're focused on you know hey I, I i've got this product or this course that you know this program that i really know can help people um you know i've, I've they certainly know how to build traffic because they've already uh, invested in the content marketing. They've developed, you know, uh, whether it's blogs or YouTube channels or whatever it may be. Um, so they know how to build that traffic. Um, but they, they, you're right. There's a point where they just don't know how do I actually convert that into dollars, right? Like how do I get mm -hmm. all that into an email list, first of all? And then also how do I do the next step, which is revenue? Um, so for everyone listening here, I just wanted to mention the website, which is datadrivenmarketing.co. Um, head over there and you can see um, a number of case studies. I'm going to circle back to case studies uh, a bit later. But yeah. Um, yeah, just just you can see the, the kind of offerings that, that John and his team have on, on, on that site. Um, you talked about the 80-20 and, and you've, you've sort of narrowed it down to these eight different tactics. Um, can we sort of zoom out to the strategic level before we get in, yeah. into the tactical level? Sure. Uh, and, and just where do you see, you know, having all this this experience that you've developed now over the years uh, and working with different types of clients, what, what on a strategic level, where, where do you see businesses failing uh, when it comes to their marketing? So specifically with course creators and a lot of these tactics, the things that the, there's a bunch of problems, right? One of them is all of the tactics work. All of the things that people teach work, VSLs work, Facebook ads works, YouTube ads works. Um, Sideways sales letters work, launches work, they all work, but 
the problem with it is not whether it works or not. It's whether has how much time do you have to put in to get the hang of how it works? Like if you're going to do a webinar, an automated webinar funnel with Facebook ads as your front end, you got to put in months and months to get something up and running there. It's just like the amount of work. You have. And if you don't get it right, you're losing money rather than making money. Once you get it right, you know, you put six months into it or whatever, and you absolutely work and work and work at it and you get it exactly right, then if it's the right kind of funnel and if you've got the right kind of course and if it's the right market, you could make an absolute fortune. But you can easily try this thing and it just not work at all. And that's depressing. And so people then try it and give up. So that's one part of it. A second part is, like you said, most of these people are not marketers by trade. They're a course creator. They're an expert in a particular topic. Maybe it's dog training. Maybe it's music studios. Maybe it's language learning, whatever it is, right? So whatever it is that they're teaching about, that's their thing, not being a marketer. So they haven't got this background where they can go, oh, yeah, webinar funnels, that's fine. I can just go and do that. And copywriting, that's fine. All of that they have to go and learn. So that's really hard. So then what happens is, especially with our audience, they, they're good at creating content and they're good at creating courses. So what they do at some point is they just go, you know what, I'm just going to make more courses and more content because I know that basically works. And they're leaving, they're like basically making their business completely untapped and they're leaving like, they should be making like five times more money, but they can make 30% more for definite if they just crank, keep cranking out more content. So they just keep doing that. And so I think it's like, it's overwhelming. It's confusing. People don't know what to do. They don't know what the simple things are. And then they try something for a month and it hasn't made a difference. Well, they just give up on it and go back to what they were doing before. Whereas if, you've, if you know, right, okay, this if I do this thing, then in, in a week, I can actually be making more money. And you try it and it makes you more money in a week. And then you go, oh, okay, cool. Well, that was good. I trust this now. Now, now let me go on and do step two. So that's kind of the, the, the problem that I see and what we've been working to try and solve. That really make I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. And looking at the services on on your site, you've got uh, a done for you service, and then you've mm -hmm. got a done with you service. Yeah. Um, and I noticed you know you're not offering a consulting service, so it is not a I'm just going to give you the information and you go away and do it yourself. Um, and I've encountered that with my own business because I, I, we kind of started off with we tried to do the consultation thing for a while, uh, and then just realized when it comes to the implementation of these strategies, <laughs> clients yeah. just get caught up in everything. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I do a landing page? How do I write copy? How do I do ads? How do I do all? And they don't want to do it. Like they're just like, that's just too much. Um, so when you offer a service like what you're doing, where it's like, well, we'll just hand it over to us and we'll, we'll make sure it works, right? Uh, and, and you've got obviously the, the expertise to test it as well. Uh, that, that really just makes it a lot easier for a lot of these businesses, uh, business owners. So um, you talked about the, uh, let's move on to the, to the eight. You mentioned there are sort of eight things you identified um, yeah. through, through all this experimentation. So yeah, take me through it. What are the different um, ways that, that you could increase revenue through your course funnels? Yeah, so there's three main places that people are losing money at the moment. So the three areas are, they're not making enough revenue per sale. They're not making enough sales to their email list and their email list is too small. So what we're looking to do is basically fix those three things and you do it in that order. First of all, you, you increase the revenue per sale, then you make more sales to email list, and then you start to work on growing your list. And then once you've done all of that, you circle background and you, you go back to the start and you optimize all of that. So in terms of that first one, how are we gonna increase revenue per sale? So there's a few things, but I'll take you through two that are, su are super straightforward and just everybody can get their head around and do. So the first one is what we call the yes trigger, and it's also known as order bumps. So if you've got checkout software and you go in there and you look for order bumps and you'll find that almost all checkout software has got this. And this is the 80-20 of the 80-20. Like this is the simplest, most unbelievably straightforward thing that you can do. And it always, always works. It doesn't take long to do and it will increase your revenue. And then you will see, John knows what he's talking about. I should listen to some more stuff on them. So it will increase your, if you're making sales already, you've already got website traffic, you've already got an email list, you've already got sales coming in every month and you put an order bump on top, it'll increase your revenue about 10 to 20%. And it is not rocket science to do. Like you can, 10 to 20% is once you got it working properly, you, but you can put something up and you'll be making more money. Like within, as, as soon as you've got another five, 10 sales come in, you'll have seen more revenue come in for the order bump as well. So what it is, is a checkbox on the checkout page. 
So someone's on the checkout page, they're already putting in the credit card details and there's a tick box for them to tick to add something else to go with their order. And generally the price of the order bump is about a third of what they're already getting. So let's say they're buying a course for a hundred bucks, then the, the order bump would be $37, let's say. If they're selling a course for 600 bucks, then the order bump would be something for about 200 bucks. It's not a hard and fast rule, but it's a good starting point. And so you want something that normally would cost more than that, that goes with what your course is, that goes with it, that's like a, would accompany it nicely. Could be a workbook, could be another course, could be um, a Q&A session, whatever it is, right? You have something else that goes alongside with it. Go through your existing products, find whatever fits the best, that's about the right kind of price, and add that on as an option in the checkout process. And between, if it's good fit, between about 30 and 60% of people will buy it. And so that adds 10 to 20% to your revenue overall. So that's the first one. Can you uh, just elaborate? I mean, I like the idea of the order bump and I've seen that in, in, mm -hmm. in practice. Um, can you think of just like maybe one or two examples of clients that, you, that have implemented that and what type of business or what type of course were they selling? And then what kind of, what was the order bump that worked really well for them? Yeah, sure. So spirituality space, we've got someone who they're selling a course about self-love and the thing that we sell along with it, I think the course is 99 bucks when we put it on discount. And when we, um, when we have the, so the order bump is a workbook that goes along with it. It's like a 137 page workbook for you to go through and fill in everything as you're going through the course, something along those kind of lines. And uh, first of all, we put one up for $7 and then we increase the price to $27 and about 50% of people get it. And it makes them more than $130,000 a year just from that one order bump, just nice. from having that in place. I know, isn't it good? <laughs> I, had a, I had a contact, I went on his podcast and he said to me, um, I, this is all good, but what about, what's the good stuff? Like, talk to me about launches. How do I do a really, really good big launch? And so I talked him through like all the things you have in an amazing launch, the webinars and the challenges and the email sequences. And I sent him our template for it. And I said, but don't do it. He said, like, what do you mean? I said, because you haven't got an order bump. He's like, yeah, I know. But it's like, no, 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 no. Not I know, but this is what you have to do. And this guy's selling courses for like uh, 600 bucks, 2000 bucks, this kind of thing. And so he took with one of his courses, he, he listened to me and he put the order bump on and uh, put it up for like 99 bucks and was making like an extra 50,000 bucks a year. And then we doubled the price. And now he's making more than 100 grand a year from it. And it's like, do you see? You see, next thing, you know, this is what works. This is the good stuff. This is like the, oh my God, this is just waiting for you. It's almost like it's, um, you know, profit that's just sat there waiting for you to go and pick it up. And if you don't do that and you put in loads of work on something else because you have some weird Protestant work ethic or something, then you just got to chill mm -hmm. out a little bit and accept that the world wants to pay you this money. I think that's what it is. We just want to complicate things. <laughs> when you give them a simple solution, it's like, oh, I don't want that. Give me the big, scary thing. <laughs> yeah. A huge amount of what we do. So our model is that we only get paid based on results. So we work with clients and we have a percentage of the extra revenue they make. So they're making whatever, 20 grand a month. And then we get them to 50 grand a month. We only get paid on everything that's new above 20. And so we need, we absolutely, like I always want people to make more money and to succeed, right? But we, we only get paid if they succeed. And nearly everybody, what they're doing is trying to complicate stuff all the time. And they all have these ideas and these different things. And so much of our job is like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop that. Don't waste time on this. Just do the thing that I actually said to do. And don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about well, I've got this clever idea or I could tweak this. It's like, no, if you haven't done the order bump, don't do anything else. And then once you've done it, you go on to the next tactic and you just work through those things. This is the deal with the 80-20. It's like there are things in this world that are simpler, that work better than others. And the human brain is not set up to accept that. The human brain mm. believes that like I do a thing, I put in more work, I, it, it gets me more. But it's like, no, there are these there are these little levers, these things you could do that are the ones that work. And you have to ignore everything else and just focus on them. It's not easy to do, but it's it's what works. 100%. Uh, all right. So we've got, you mentioned there are two, two ways to increase, well, there are multiple ways, but we're going to cover two here. We've got order bumps. Mm -hmm. What's the other one? 
upsells. So the second one is upsells. And the idea of this is, so the order bump was you have a checkout form and there's a tick box on the checkout form. Someone can tick it. The upsell is the confirmation page after they have checked out. So they put the credit card details in. They maybe selected the order bump. Then maybe they didn't. They click submit. The payment is ready to go through. It's basically set up. It's going to go through any second. And there's a confirmation page with an upsell on it. It's another offer that they could get. And it's something about the same kind of price as what they've just bought. So let's say they bought a course for 99 bucks. The upsell is another course for about 99 bucks. Could be 79, 149, 199, something in the right kind of ballpark. And the idea here is you are making it as easy as possible for them to get this as well. So you have what's called a one-click upsell. So all they have to do is click, yes, add this to my order, and it'll also put that one through. And you have the whole sales page as if you were selling this thing normally, but at the top you say, the thing you've bought has gone through, that order is all fine, you're all good. This is something else you might want to get. And so it should be the next logical step. Let's say they bought the beginner course or the upsell is the intermediate course or the upsell is the full bundle of everything or they've bought a month's membership or the upsell is a year's membership or a quarter, you know, a quarterly membership. Um, if they've bought a workbook, then maybe it's the course that they could get that would be the next kind of step after that. So it's like, what else is there that they could buy that probably most people should get that would make sense that fits you are not trying to like really hard pitch this you're saying to them this is a lot of people want to get this and we've got this on discount here's why you should get it and then you have your regular sales page um, you're normally offering a good discount here there's like this might be the biggest discount they can get if they buy it at this point so they can't get this discount any other time you're not going to offer this discount by email promotion or on the website or anything like that but if they buy it now so it might be like 30 40 50 percent off something like that and what this will do is this will increase your revenues another 10 to 20% because 10 to 20% of people are going to buy it and you're offering something at the same price as what you just sold. So about 10 to 20% additional revenue. And this is the next one that everybody should do. Yeah, I like the the uh, the urgency that you're kind of adding in there by saying, yeah. hey, you know, it's the only time we're going to do this 30% or 50% uh, discount and it just makes sense and and maybe you could add some social proof here from other customers who purchased the same thing and they're going, yep, loved it. Absolutely helps me. Um, very cool. Can you, can you sort of share a couple of examples on, on, on upsells yes. that work really well? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've got a contact in the, or a client in the home studio recording space. So he used to be a sound engineer and he now works with musicians and he helps them to put uh, together their home recording studio. And so for him, a lot, he's got like, 20 different courses so for him his upsell is always the next course so i think one of his is you've just bought the thing about setting up your mixing desk or the next thing is how do you make a, a great mix so it's like you've got the setup or the next thing you don't want to do is you're going to want to learn to actually mix on that desk um, and so all of his is just like the next course really really straightforward um the guys we have in the uh we've got a client in the personal development space and they have meditations and so we have a cheap offer that we we have available. Um, I think it's on the website, or it might just be after you sign up for a, um, for their lead magnet. And it's five meditations, so you get five meditations for free. And then the next offer is twenty seven paid meditations. So it's more of the same thing, mm. and that can that works really really well as a as a as a next step. And uh, that guy in the home recording studio space, he was really fun, actually, because we did an audit with him. And he straight away went and implemented it before we even started the coaching program. So he hadn't got access to the course. He hadn't come on a coaching call. But he's like, I could do something here. And so he went away and he set up all his order bumps and all his upsells in like three or four days. And his revenue went up like 30, 40 percent and then stayed up at that higher level ever since. I was just like, oh, Incredible. what a legend. I love it. <laughs> that, that's when you know you've got a good client. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go and implement right away. Um, fantastic. Okay, so we, we, we're, we're at the, uh, you know, increasing the revenue per sale. Uh, we mm -hmm. move, we're moving on to uh, making more sales through email lists. So what are yes. a couple of triggers that, that we can do that in, in that space? Yeah, so there's the, the simplest one here to really understand is about sending more regular and really good quality email promotions. So there's a couple of other more complicated tactics, but this is the really straightforward one. Now, nearly everybody in the course space will have a spike in sales two, three times a year. If you look at their chart of revenue, it will go up 
two, three times a year. And when you look at that and you look what happened, what led to that spike, it was an email promotion. Maybe it's Black Friday, maybe it's New Year, maybe it's July 4th, whatever, you know. But then people don't send more email promotions. They're like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to annoy my subscribers, so I'm not going to send out more of these email promotions. But this is the way that the model works in courses. If you are selling courses, email promotions is the model that works. It is 100% without doubt the way to increase revenue long-term from your email list. So I have a, I have a friend who was um, uh, selling courses and she said to me, I don't want to send out email promotions because I don't want to do discounts. And I tried to talk her into it and I failed and she didn't listen. And about six months ago, something like that, I caught up with her. And she said to me, oh, my revenue's up by 50%. I was like, oh, great. What did you do? She's like, I started doing regular email promotions with discounts. I was like, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I, I'm sad that I didn't manage to convince you two years ago, but at least you started now. So the problems that people have with this here is they don't want to annoy their audience. They don't want to seem spammy, salesy, aggressive. And they're worried that if they keep sending out promotions, that's going to happen. Now, the crucial thing here is that would happen if you sent out bad promotions. If your promotion was just go buy my stuff, go buy my stuff, go buy my stuff. Well, that's super annoying. Well, of course, people would unsubscribe. Well, don't do that. Send out good promotions. Good promotion, what does that mean? That is a mixture of content and promotion. So it's, it's something that even if they don't buy, they value receiving the emails. They find them helpful. They want to get them. But... It also helps people move towards the sale. It all That content also makes people think about maybe I should buy the course on this topic too. And you want to weave the two of those things together. So I'll give you a really simple framework for this and then a couple of examples. So the simple framework is gain, logic, fear, going, going, gone. So each of these emails serves a purpose. You've got kind of a structure for them. And when we're working with our coaching clients, we've got, you know, a whole, there's templates for all of these and we go through and we show them examples and what have you, but you'll get the basic idea just from the podcast and you could do something with it. So the gain email is about what are they going to gain in their life? How is their life going to be better if they solve this problem? You're not pitching the course here. What you're pitching is doing something to fix this problem. And so what is their life going to look like in a day, in a week, in a month, in three months? And how is that going to make them feel better? Like if they make this change by having this great home recording studio or learning the language or whatever, what, how much further along are they going to be with the language? How much difference is that going to make in their life? What's the experiences they're going to have? What emotions are they going to feel as a result of those experiences because they have gone through and done the thing? And then at the end of it, you are saying, and if you want help getting there, we have this course, which will take you through that. And we've got a discount on it this week. But the focus of the whole thing is about how can their life change? So the logic one is logically, what are the steps they need to work through? What are the things that they have to do? What can they put into place? Maybe it includes like a specific tip or tactic or something they can do right now. And then at the end, you've got the same thing. There's a discount. If you want our help, here's how you get it. And then the fear one is, what if they don't do something about it? And fear is a bit of an exaggeration, but it kind of to make the point, like if they don't solve this, what problems is that going to cause in their life that they really should avoid and they, reasons why they should sort this out? And what these three emails do is it helps people to understand their own life better and they understand the situation better and the thing that's going on because you know all about it. You're the expert in that topic. You've seen 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 students. You know what that process is like and how good it can be and how bad it can be. They don't know that. They're only stuck inside their own head and their own life and their own experience. So that's what those three are for. Then you move on to the slightly more promotional ones. And this is the going, going, gone. And you're saying this discount's going to come to an end in 48 hours, 24 hours, three hours. And within those, you're doing things that are more aimed at the people who are interested in the course. So you're answering their questions. Frequently asked questions email is really good here. Talking about the features and the benefits. Um, testimonials. Case studies is a great one. A case study is wonderful because then you can share the case study and show what a great result this person had. How did they get there? They went through our course. And so you're bringing it to life. You're telling a story. And at the end, of course, you have a link to the discount that they can get if they go and buy the course right now. And then they click through to the sales page and so on. And then the last one is very, very, very short. It's just saying discount is ending in like three hours. Last chance to get it at this price. And that's it. And if you've got like five courses 
And then every month you send out a promotion of one of those courses. And then the sixth month you go back and you start back at the beginning again. But now you've got better because you've sent a bunch of these promotions. Every month you're going to have a spike in sales. And what we do with most of our clients is actually we'll do two promotions a month. Um, and that even can be done if you don't have that many courses. We've got one client where she's only got two courses. And every month we promote the same two courses, but we have a different angle, a different way of promoting it. And they have made consistently more money. We've taken them from 20,000 a month to 170,000 a month um, over the last year. And that's that's a part of the process we've gone through. And I know you wanted some more case studies as always. Um, so we've got uh, a <laughs> uh, client, Dennis, he's in the Google shopping ads space. He sells a course for uh, people in e-commerce about Google shopping ads. He had his best month previously had been $7,000 in month three. He did two email promotions. We got him to, up to doing two instead of just one and previously often none. And he had $17,000 in a month and he's now at a regular $20,000 a month. Um, so it's, this really is like, it's consistent. It works. It's the model to use here. I'm curious about the, I mean, just the, even for that example you gave there where he's sending two campaigns or promotion uh, sequences a month, uh, first question I have is around a six sort of, I, I'm viewing this as a six part sequence. Um, mm -hmm. but how, what's the sort of staggering? How do you stagger that in terms of time frame? So Monday imagine, to Friday, yeah. one email a yeah. day and two emails on Friday. So Friday, you've okay. got the uh, 12 hours till it's finished and three hours till it's finished email. And do you do that thing or do you recommend uh, doing the thing where you say, oh, you know, if you don't want these promotional emails opt out or do you say, or don't do that? <laughs> like, no, they all go to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Okay. I, I like the, the gain logic and fear because that makes sense. Um, to me and I'm just my brain goes straight away oh well you know this is all storytelling um, yeah. and, and this is all you know really just uh, showing empathy and showing uh, what people feel as they're you know going through whatever your, your program is and, and, and um, before and after as well you can really do that uh, and then the case studies can back that up so that's really awesome uh, with the gone email so it's pretty um, yeah, so it's like uh, I've seen because my brain. Well, I'm kind of channeling, like processing what you're saying and then yeah. responding. So I'm going, okay, if I do the the sequence twice a month, yeah, right. Um, how do I ensure? It sounds silly, but but part of me is going, yeah. How do I make sure I don't send this that gone email twice to the same person and they get pissed off? Um, because I, I can get that the gain logic fear emails are more value based, and therefore, if I'm reading mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not annoying me because I'm, I'm getting something that I can get value from. But from a gone email, it's more of a just letting you know, you know, um, this this particular offer is, is going away. And if you're doing yeah. it once a month, it makes sense. If you're doing it twice a month, how do you differentiate the two? Is it what well, you're saying for the same course or separate different courses? courses or different oh, offers? Okay. okay, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, awesome. All right. Very, very, very cool. Um, you also talked about, so we've gone through how do you make more sales through email list. Now, the third challenge you mentioned is the email list is too small. Yeah. Right. So so for those listeners who are, have that issue, um, what's, what's the, the next step? Yeah. So if you've got website traffic already or you've got a YouTube channel or a podcast or some kind of organic traffic, then this is the system to use. So let's just look at website traffic to start with. That's kind of the easiest one. Most people on the website have got an opt-in rate of about 0.5 to 1%. And some people it's even lower than that. But like 95% of people are kind of in that 0.5 to 1%. And what that means is of all the people who come to your website every month, only 0.5 to 1% of them are actually getting onto your email list. And so what you can get most people, virtually everybody can get to 2%, nearly everybody can get to 3 and then a lot of people can get to five. The highest we've ever got any of our clients to was 9.3%. So 9.3% of their website visitors got into their email list. And once you're sending regular email promotions, the size of your email list is a vast part of the sum in terms of how much money you make. So this is going to make a huge amount of difference. So there's three easy ways to fix this. Number one, turn off double opt-in. Number two, point to your lead magnets more often on your site. And then number three is the off-site stuff. So point to your lead magnets more often off-site. There are other details, nuance, what have you about making great lead magnets and all that kind of thing. But to start with, this is the, these are the things to do. 
So double opt-in, the reason that people have double opt-in on is because it's on by default with almost all email service providers. So whether you're using MailChimp or Aweber or ActiveCampaign or ConvertKit or whatever, they almost all have this on by default. So why do they do that? Because your deliverability will go down if you're sending out emails to email addresses that aren't real. If you if Gmail sees that there's loads of emails that are going out or, or your email service providers uh, see that you're sending out emails to people who don't even exist or they don't open them, what have you, the deliverability goes down. It's bad for you and it's bad for active campaign or whoever. So therefore, they turn this on by default. But this is the really very kind of sledge breaking a nut with a sledgehammer kind of approach to use. There's a ton of people who put their email address in, would like to be on your email list, but they don't click on that very first link for the double opt-in. So you never get them onto your email list. And so if you turn that off, you get about twice as many people getting onto your email list. Now, some of those are not good emails and some of them don't want to be on their long-term and what have you. So you do need a backup option for it. So the backup option is once a month, you go through and you delete everybody who hasn't opened any of the last 20 emails or hasn't opened emails for three months or something along those kind of lines. Three months is kind of a decent, decent number to use. And so you are getting rid of those people, but you're giving them way more chances than just one email to stay on your email list. Because it might be they would have opened email number three or five or 10, and they didn't open and click on email number one. So that's the first thing. And what we've seen, we had a client in the language learning space. And when we put, when we changed this, it doubled her leads and her revenue went up by 20% just from this one change, putting this in place. So the second thing is then show your lead magnet more often on your site. I'm going to assume you've got a lead magnet, some free resource you give away in order to get people onto your newsletter list. But if you don't, then you need to find something. You need to create something there. I'm going to assume, though, for the sake of this, that you've already got something in place. Now, most people have it in a couple of places. Maybe they've got a pop-up. Maybe they've got it at the bottom of the page, something like this. We want to just put it in more places because this is the point. This is the point of all of your traffic is to get people onto your email list so that then they can hear about your offer so that then they can buy. Like that's the way these models work. So put it as a pop-up. Put it in the blog posts. If you've got a long blog post, 2,000 words, put it top, middle, and bottom. Um, could be an opt-in form or it could be a button that, that brings the pop-up back up. That's what we normally use. Put it in the sidebar put it on the homepage, all of these things. I'll give a couple of examples. Um, Teal Swan, if you go to tealswan.com, they're a client of ours in the personal development space. And we did this with them and they were getting 100 opt-ins a week. And then we put the lead magnet in every blog post, put it as an exit intent pop-up, put it as a pop-up, put it in the sidebar, and it went to 800 opt-ins a week. So eight times the number of opt-ins that they were getting. Uh, client digital in digital painting space, paintable. Uh, their opt-in rate was 3.49%. They had a really good opt-in rate. They had a really good lead magnet, a great free resources and free brushes. We added the lead magnet to every blog post. We added inline lead magnets in the, in the blog post. We improved the pop-up. We minimized distractions. And that gave us a 9.3% opt-in rate. Okay, so yeah, we've got this up on the screen here now. Yeah, so if you click on that, click here to get your five free meditations, then that is going to bring up the pop-up. Nice. Yep. Yeah, and we just got that all over the place. And that is that is basically <laughs> very, very straightforward. It's just you put it everywhere and it works. You make it attractive, you make it nice, you make sure it's a good resource. And then you say to people, this is what you should do next. This is the next step to take. And most of them will, well, not most, a small a percentage of them will go do it, much higher than if you don't have this in place. Hmm. So then the third one I was saying was a point to the lead magnet more often off-site. So if you've got a YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook following, whatever, of a decent size, then this is the next one to do, podcast, whatever. Most people are not going to buy direct from Facebook or Instagram or something like that. You want to get them onto your email list. So again, point them to your lead magnets. So those guys in the personal development space, Teal Swan, they had a big social media following. And so we implemented this every fifth or 10th post, something like that on Instagram and Facebook would point people back to the lead magnet landing page. And it went from 800 opt-ins that I already said to 5,000 a week. So like 20 something thousand a month. It was in, it's, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, a really good example to look at this, a friend of mine, Ben Deswolski, he runs WODPREP, W-O-D-P-R-E-P. -E it's a YouTube channel. And if you go to any of his videos 
like his video about chin-ups, for example. In the video itself, he will talk about this is how you can get my free guide on how to do more chin-ups. And so you go, you, you uh, go to whatever the website he said, and it will give you the way to opt in. And he does this all the time and it works really, really well. And so that's like the, the model to use if you've got social media following. Yeah, I think it's similar to what you talked about in the, um, uh, with the long form blog posts. If you have it sort of top, middle and bottom with videos, depending how long your video is, you can do a similar thing, front, middle, end, um, certainly in the description. Uh, but I think where, yep. where I see a lot of YouTubers or video creators miss out is they, they put it in the description, but they don't actually mention it in the video, right? Exactly. And, and so you know, when you've got someone's attention, you say, hey, by the way, you know, here's the resource and you flash it on the screen or you know, the link's down below. Um, yeah. Amazing how that works. Yeah. And most of them will say something like, you know, subscribe to the videos, but they don't say, go do this thing next. And it works particularly well with YouTube videos to have it at the end because uh, YouTube rewards you for watch time. And yes. so if you have a lower watch time, it actually can hurt your um, your rating in the algorithm. So that's why Ben says that he does it always just at the end. Mm. But but then you lose out the people who don't make it to the end of the video. So it's kind of a, you know, <laughs> it's like you've got to weigh it up a little bit as to where in there do you put it. But it's got to be in the video because the video is what they're watching. How many people are reading the description? Like way less than are watching the video. Way less. Absolutely. And one, one, I guess, uh, tip I've learned from a YouTuber is uh, actually pinning. So you can actually put the call to action in a comment and then pin that to the top. So that becomes a, the top mm. comment. So as the video is getting more traction and maybe you're driving traffic to it uh, and it's getting more eyeballs, then everyone's going to see that first comment, right? So because um, of something I like to do, my, I'm in this habit of looking at videos and actually looking at how people are responding in the comments. Like just become mm. a behavior that i've observed and it's like oh yeah. that's interesting um and maybe i'm, I'm just a, a wacko who does that but i know um that's a that's a strategy that's worked for this particular youtuber and they've got a lot of opt-ins as a result of that yeah cool okay so we, we talked about um man i'm just going oh man this is such good stuff like <laughs> um, uh, absolutely delivering value here and um yeah, well, I'm going to shoot this to all the course creators I know. Um, so it's a point to lead magnet more off-site. I mean, these things are – and I like that you start off with saying, you know, these are little simple things that you know to do, but you don't do them, right? Like you, you – you, for whatever reason, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go and try and do a product launch or I'm going to relaunch a course and do something else when it's really, hey, these just follow this checklist. And, and yeah. you know, if you need help, work with, with John and his team. But certainly it, it's, you know – just understanding these principles, right? And, and I love that you laid it out in this way. Um, I had a question around just the implementation side of things, the tech side of things. Uh, just how, are there any specific tools that you'd recommend for um, implementing the, the, you know, the, the, the one, uh, no, sorry, the, the upsells and the, the offer bumps? Like, is, is there a particular you know, tool that, that, that would work really nicely, specifically, specifically for those who are, like have a WordPress site or um, something like that? Yeah, so if you've got a WordPress website, which most people, that's what they use for the site, then I would suggest keeping the funnels separate to the site. So Ooh. as in you have the funnels built in different software. So you have the, the website and then someone clicks to go to the sales page. The sales page now opens up in this other software and whatever the funnel thing is. Now, if you're selling courses already through like Kajabi or Teachable or something like that, you can do all of this checkout stuff, order bumps, upsells in Teachable. So just stick with that. Just stick with what you've already got. Um, if you, the, the system we use with clients is click funnels. So we'll yep. build the whole funnel and click funnels, and then we'll integrate that with Kajabi or teachable or whatever else. Um, but what I almost never do is get a client to change their tech stack. If they've not got something they're already, if they've not, so if they've already got something they're using, just stick with that. As long as it does order bumps and upsells to some degree, just stick with it because the process of changing tech takes time. Yes. And that's time you're not spending working on putting this stuff in place. So the first thing with this whole model is implement it, then optimize it. Don't try and make it perfect straight away. Get an order bump as long as your checkout software has it. If your checkout software doesn't do order bumps, but it does upsells, miss out order bumps and go to upsells first of all, then do email promotions, go all the way back through. Once you're making a bunch more money from the simplest steps, you can go back and change the software later. But changing software is a pain. It's a massive pain. It's a distraction. It takes ages. 
And then there's things that break. There's always stuff that breaks. You've got to bring all the old people across, all this kind of thing. So just don't do it unless till you absolutely have to, till it's the top thing on the list. And it's not the top thing on the list to start with. Really like that tip. Now, for someone who's listening who hasn't launched the course yet, and they're like, yeah. John, love everything you're sharing, so I'm going to implement this. But um, is there a software that you'd, you'd say definitely stay away from in terms of oh. <laughs> selling courses and, and that whole thing? Yeah, it looks to be, and I need to check this out more, but I was, I was looking at Podia the other day, and it seems to not do this kind of checkout stuff. But you could still use ClickFunnels then in that case as you mm. know, for the funnels part of it. Mm. So I don't know. I think mo yeah. most of the software is good. I think a lot of people spend way too much time thinking about what tech to use, not enough time kind of just cracking on with it. Um, so no, there's nothing I've come across that's, that's dreadful. They all basically can do this. This is such a straightforward, simple system. Nearly everything allows you to do it. Very cool. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up real shortly, but I wanted to circle back to um, case studies, right? So you've mm -hmm. shared a few in in already, uh, just you know, sharing examples of specific use cases and scenarios and how people have implemented tactics to you know increase their revenue, which has been awesome. Now, um, for those who have yet gone to to John's website, it's startedrivenmarketing.co. Uh, I wanted to share this particular page. So if you're watching the, the video replay, um, you're going to see a page on John's site, which is uh, titled Our Clients. Uh, and certainly being the case study guy, uh, I was looking for this page and, and it was like, yes, he's got one. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to get for a couple of minutes, just talk about just, you know, I loved, uh, I watched Lucy's one and then she's just a oh person that so, so she's <laughs> fantastic to listen to. Um, talk me through just, yeah, for as an agency, right? So how important have these case studies been uh, for you to to, to capture uh, and, and how are you utilizing them um, through, you know, in your client funnel, um, whether it's, you know, prospective clients, in, in, the, in the buyers, in the sales process, whatever it may be. Um, but I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. How, uh, how yeah what's your rationale in investing in creating them and then how useful have they been yeah yeah so for us it's been unbelievably important because we because we tell people that we can increase their revenue by five times nobody believes us no everybody's like don't be ridiculous that's not that's not possible and so we have to use a lot of proof to show that we can. So one of the things that we do, and I mentioned this before, is not, not a case study, is we only base our, we only get paid based on results. So that makes that easier. But still people need to be like, okay, is this, is this real? And so like Lucy as an example, right? When she wanted to start working with us, she was making some amount of money and she wanted to get to, I think like triple what she was getting. And, and I laughed at her. And I didn't mean to, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, that's ridiculous. You're going to get to like so much more than that. I was like, we're going to get you to like 10 times that much. And um, I was wrong. We didn't get to 10 times as much. In month one, we got her to 15 times as much. And she never went down from that since because she had a really big audience. She still does, you know, a really big YouTube audience. And she'd already started building the email list, but she wasn't doing the promotion. So I'm like, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. We can just do this. This is no big deal. But she didn't believe it. And then she started making more money and she blew. So that's why she, when she recorded that video, she looked so delighted. And if anybody, you know, even just as an example of case studies, even if you're not a good fit to work with us, check this video out. It's out. It's amazing. It's like, this is how good a testimonial video can be. It's so much fun. Um, so that really helps us like proof for people to show this thing is true by having loads of these examples from loads of different people to show to people that it's true. And then uh, where do we use them? We use them on the website. We use them on the, our clients page. You know, it's on the homepage. It's on the, our clients page. It's in the pre, it's in the emails um, for all new people who sign up to our list. If someone books in a, a triage call, which is our call where we check if someone would be, it could be a good fit. It's before they attend the triage call. There's different ones before they attend the strategy call. So it's like we're using it again and again and again. And then some of the people will then reach out to our clients directly and just be like, is this really true? And they're like, yeah, that's actually. But, you know, it's it's hard because so many people lie and they make stuff up and what have you. Or the thing that they do only works for certain kinds of clients and not for for that person people need a lot of proof to be sure that this thing is really true before they go and put their time or their money or whatever else into it. 
And so I think, yeah, these case studies are unbelievably important and, and we always get them from every, every client. I love that. And I, you know, it just goes, uh, just reaffirms what we talked about on your, on your podcast in just the, the power of social proof. Um, and specifically when you're in a metric driven business, cause it, like you say, people can hear you say, yeah, we, we, we five X and 10 X, you know, our clients revenues, but, but in the back of their mind, they're like, but do you really? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and show me the proof. Uh, and when you point them to a page like this and you're like, well, you know, there's not a Lucy story, but then there's, uh, you know, they scroll through and here's, here's how you help Simon, you know, three X is his income. And, uh, and then you've got Amar. And I actually know Amar from Zenmade. So um, it's awesome that, you know, you can actually see, yeah, and I like there's a screenshot here of, of uh, the actual data and you can actually see the, the revenue curve. Um, mm -hmm. It's just really, really powerful stuff. Oh, um, I should update that. He's on, it says there he's on like 78,000. He's on 120 now. Months. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the case to uh, re-update, and that's probably a good time to, to do a follow-up case study with him. Be like, hey, what's changed in the last, you know, X period? Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really awesome, man. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Now, you have a, a cool resource that uh, you're offering uh, as a bonus to our listeners here. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about the uh, – let me bring it up. It's the, a, a personalized report. Um, yeah. The, the URL is courseprofit.com. Com, so courseprofit.com. No, um, courseprofitreport.com. Courseprofitreport.com. Let me get that right. Uh, uh, what can tell us about what uh, yeah, what that report's all about? Yeah, so if someone's interested in working with us or they just or they're not, then this is the first place to start for everybody. It's basically you go to courseprofitreport.com, you fill in the form, it takes like I don't know, maybe five minutes, it's like 10 or 12 questions, and we will figure out for you how much more money could you be making from your course business. We're going to say, okay. This is the stuff you've got in place. This is the things that you're missing. This is your current uh, resources. Therefore, it's likely you can make this much more. And here's some examples for people for each of those steps who are kind of similar to you. Uh, my team will record a Loom video as well where they explain the details of it to you. It's completely personalized for each person. And then there's the option if you're like, okay, gr that sounds great. Uh, how could I apply to work with you? Because we don't, we, we take only a small percentage of people who, who want to work with us. It'll tell you whether you qualify for that. And if you do qualify for that, then it will allow you to go set up a call. So it's like the whole process all the way through. If you don't want to work with us, you don't qualify, you still get the report and you still get links to some trainings about how to do each of those things. So it's super useful either way. Fantastic. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that. So it's courseprofitreport.com. If you're interested in working with John and his team or just finding out more, definitely go and check that out. We will put that in the show notes, of course. Uh, and just a final couple of questions for you, which are probably not business related, um, okay. more about uh, John related. So the first one <laughs> um, is, well, okay, let's stick to the business for a moment. For a moment. But what's a, a resource that you'd recommend for someone uh, who wants to learn more about funnels or really getting into the data-driven world? If someone's like, I want to really skill up in that area, uh, is there a book, a course or something that's, that's really helped you that you'd recommend to people? So there's an absolute ton. I think a good starting point and the book that I buy for all new team members is Dotcom Secrets. And that gives you an introduction to it and kind of an explanation of it. Another one actually also from Russell Brunson is if you search on YouTube for Russell Brunson's video about uh, ClickFunnels, I think it's called something like uh, how this one weird niche site makes me $75,000 a month uh, and how you can copy it ethically or something. It's called something like that. And um, that is, it kind of gives his story. And the same with Dotcom Secrets. There's a lot of stories about like how he got into this. And he makes it a lot of fun. And he, he simplifies some things and he makes it sound easier than it actually was. And he exaggerates some bits and what have you. So go with it, right? He's a goofball. Well, that's at least his persona. But just it's fun and you kind of get into it and you go, oh, this is cool. I quite like this. So those two things from Russell Brunson are really good. In terms of data-driven stuff, I honestly am not quite sure where people should start with that because there's so nobody anywhere knows any of their numbers. Like I talk to so many people, nobody knows what the numbers really are. And mm. we're the only people I know who like, we can't be the only people who do it, but we're just with the only people I know who like help people to actually track everything properly and understand how their whole kind of funnel works. Um, I don't have, I should come up with a good resource for that one. Sorry, I don't have anything. That's right. I think there's an opportunity for you to release a course on that, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I've been looking for it. Honestly, I've, I've been like, okay, where can I learn, you know, more about just, just data, um, collecting it, analyzing it, 
you know, and, and really being in that mindset, not necessarily for me to be the expert, but passing that on to a team member and yeah. having someone yeah. do that, right? So I think that'd be a great training asset for your team, I'm sure. Um, okay, so uh, final question for you, just around, we talked about, we started this conversation with you looking at properties um, on the river. Um, I, I'd like to hear from you, what's something that you do uh, that really helps with your mental health and, and just staying even keel uh, in a very turbulent and crazy world at times? Yeah, for me, that's why I'm looking at somewhere so close to the river. It's being out in nature. So if I was if I was living, for, I used to live out more in the countryside, and then it was like long walks surrounded by big trees. And I'm in London, right in kind of quite central London now. And so now it's walk down by the river every day. So every day, go out for an hour's walk, rain or shine, around nature, around you know by the river. So that's part of why that matters so much to me, just being around that. When I go to uh, if I go to southern Portugal for the winter, um, I'll stay right on the coast and I'll yeah. go and watch the waves every day. Uh, if I'm out in Mexico, I go do the same thing. It's like always just like, what can I, how can I be around nature and just let that every time that I get down, every time that I get down to the river, I go, oh. <laughs> it's like, okay, let me do that every day, twice a day, sometimes, you know, just like chill out and then the walking helps me a lot as well it helps me kind of process everything and, mm. and relax a bit do you find that's when you get ideas or, or solutions to challenges come to you or like that yeah that it allows me to like process and simplify everything so what will happen is i'll have all of these thoughts and ideas and crazy stuff and then i go for a long walk and it goes oh that's how it fits together that's how it's simple that's how it's straightforward how it's easier what have you um and then the other way that i get to that place is through meditations Mm. um is it a manic and i'm thinking about stuff and i'm jumping from one task to the next and i just sit down like a few times a day i'll do these things we i call spot drills and it's a three minute meditation so i set the timer on the phone for three minutes and i just sit with my breath just mindfulness meditation and i just try and let all the thoughts go and get to the place of being a bit calmer and then once a day i'll try and do it for like 20 minutes um i don't always manage but when i do it always helps and just getting to a place where I'm like, I'm calmer, I'm more peaceful, I'm less emotional or less emotionally like, you know, swinging up and down kind of thing. And then everything seems easier after that. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, as a, I've, I've tried different, different versions of that. I've tried, you know, meditation apps. I've tried, um, I've done a seven day silent retreat. I've done. <laughs> um, oh, that's yeah, that, serious. That's, that, that's not a holiday, man. <laughs> no, that, that sounds hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the past enough, anyone who's listening and wants to go check that out. I actually, yeah, that was a gift for myself for, for I think, my like, like 28th birthday. Um, and I went and just, yeah, went and sat in the forest. Um, I mean, there was accommodation, but everything. So it, it's a, it's a, and I remember a man of mine saying to me, uh, and that's, that's not a, it's not a vacation. Like, <laughs> Really you in your mind and you can't look at anyone you can't say anything you know it's it's uh, intense um wow. but anyway i appreciate you just sharing you know the, the nature walks they're really powerful uh any last messages for our listeners before we uh, say bye don't overcomplicate things believe in yourself if you've already got an audience and you've already got courses you should be making a lot more money uh, go make it happen Wonderful. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's datadrivenmarketing.co. You can connect with John there. We'll link to all the resources that have been mentioned in the show notes. And of course, uh, subscribe and leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode. And please uh, hit up uh, John and, and his team. Um, they're on the socials as well. What's your what's your preferred social media channel? Um, I have, have to admit, one. I'm not very busy on social media. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, go to the website and then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got a group. <laughs> We have a Facebook group and my team are busy in there and I'm, I'm personally am not. So yeah, the, the, the Facebook group is um, Advanced Course Creators. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Advanced Course Creators yeah, on okay. Facebook. Yeah, we'll add that. Awesome. All right, mate. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your day in London and uh, we'll connect, reconnect with soon. For everyone else listening, we will bring another new episode to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hey, what's up, awesome human? Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to invite you to be a guest on Authentic Influence Podcast. For founders and marketers of B2B services or software companies, 
that want to get more leads and sales online, our B2B content audit interview will concentrate on coming up with practical ideas to assist you to improve the results of your content marketing. The ideal guest would be a founder or marketer of a six or seven figure B2B service or software business wanting to grow their website traffic and generate more leads online. This is all 100% free. So head on over to www.simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash live audit. That's simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash live audit and sign up for a content audit interview today. Now here's today's episode of Authentic Influence. Now just quickly, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast uh, and you can grab all the links and things and resources on there and also if you are a conscious entrepreneur got a professional services business working b2b uh, and you've got an interest in building influence and income through showing up serving others and being real then i invite you to join my authentic influence warriors facebook group uh, if you want to do that just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash community okay thanks for joining in and i'll see you on the next episode Thanks for listening to the Authentic Influence Podcast at AuthenticInfluence.co.